Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss tarot. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello again. Hello. I was going to be like, this is how we do it, because... Since how we do it. Before you hit record, I felt like something you had said had prompted that in my brain. And then I forget that once we hit record, y'all don't know what we were talking about prior. Won't always talking about death and destruction. That's all. The use. The use. Actually, though, it is a huge part of why I do love tarot, which is our subject today, because when things are so fucked up and out of control it's nice to have an anchor and some hope I agree and it's I think it's kind of funny how the different subgroups of spirituality and things like I don't know like I think it's I think tarot obviously I'm on team tarot it's an incredible anchor but we're not like team breathwork who thinks it will fix every problem in your life (laughs) Um, don't get me started on that. I know, but I mean, obviously breathwork is, you know, uh, breathing. It, 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 I was getting coffee this morning and the sweet barista I really like, she was like, oh, I've just been struggling a little bit with anxiety and, you know, stuff like that. And, and I was like, oh, well, what's, what's going on, you know? And, um, she was telling me and I was like, this is going to sound nuts, but sometimes just try before it gets like too out of control to just breathe deeply and she's like you know what you're like the third person to tell me that and I was like listen I'm not the like I'm not saying it like just take a deep breath I was like but it literally tricks your nervous system and calms it down I was like I'm offering it because it does work she was like thanks and I appreciate like the attitude towards it and I was like it's so funny how so much is about like the delivery of information. Yeah. Which is tarot. Tarot is like, let's deliver a ton of information. So tarot is by definition, which I was curious to see how the dictionaries did they do us dirty or were, would we agree with the definition? And I think we'll mostly agree with it. It's a noun playing cards don't agree with that. I mean, I guess technically they are playing cards, but you could just say cards. Traditionally, a pack of 75 with five suits used for fortune telling and especially in Europe in certain games. The suits are typically swords, cups, coins, or pinnacles, batons or wands, and a permanent suit of trump. Tarot is a powerful way of revealing the truth about your life. A card game played with tarot cards, a tarot card. I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler, maybe, but there's much about, um, there's lots of tarot folklore about where it came from. And where it came from is Italy. It did not come mm-hmm. from Egypt. It's not some mystical thing that was like found in a desert once upon a time, but it was a European or it was an it- Italian. And I think that we we see we there's evidence of it in France as well. But it, the word tarot comes from Torocchi, which is Italian, 
and we the first deck we know of was created by Bonifacio Bembo or Bembe in the 1400s. So 1400s, yeah. I always 14, think it's like mid mid 15th, yeah, but it's 1430. 14. And that wow. And largely if you look at that deck which I believe is the Visconzi Sforza, but could be the the Medici, but anyway, if you look at that deck, the structure is almost exactly as it is today. Like the of uh, the major, I'm going to say the minors as well, is almost exactly like it is. But the first decks, and part of why we don't have them, I mean, you can in Europe, you can sometimes in at flea markets and things like that. You can find uh, vintage de- decks, and I have some, which maybe I'll put that in our Substack. I'll put photos of them, but I have some from the 1800s and things like that. But part of why it's rare to find them is because they were all done by hand, so they haven't survived, and that's part of why you know we don't really see this like big rise in tarot and see more decks and the spiritualists in the 1800s start to create tarot. I think closer to how we know it today, that's when the writer weight, the writer weight is published in the early 1900s. And it's because of the modern day printing press that that's part of why the writer weight became the standard is it was able to much like startups work these days of trying to dominate the market because of mass printing, it was able to be out in the world. And then uh, because of Pamela Coleman Smith Pixie um, illustrating the minor arcana, all of a sudden it had all this renewed interest. And I don't know if you've ever heard of, this is something I learned today. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the French deck, the Eteya, which um, I believe means like star. I'm not, I I do not speak French. But that was a pseudonym of this Frenchman, um, Jean-Baptiste Alliette, and he had really started doing, he created the first, the first definitive guide to tarot in the, in the late 1700s under his pseudonym of Eteya, which is also a deck that often when you, if you just look on eBay for very old tarot decks or, or something like that, or Etsy, I see them on both. Very often what you will uh, will see, especially if it is French, is an Etia. I had no idea. I thought it was just like a kind of deck. That's what uh, Leticia Barbier had helped me understand. But I didn't know that there was um, a man who had his secret, you know, tarot identity. I did not know that either. <laughs> so, so what was your first deck? I think it was, was it, I honestly can't remember. Wait, what was my first deck? Was it Ryder? Maybe it, no, it wasn't Ryder. You know what? I think it was, I think it was Ryder weight. But then one of the one, the ones I used to use all the time was the Wild Unknown. I used to use that like for years and years and years. And, but I think the Ryder was the first one I got. I think, but but I don't know what was what was in my house when I was growing up. That doesn't count. What was my first? Probably writer. Yeah. What was yours? My first was the Wild Unknown, and 
it did not speak to me. I mean, I wanted it to, and like everyone looked so cool, and I was seeing it everywhere, you know. And it was like white noise. I got nothing from it. I couldn't memorize it. Like, and then I got the mother piece, and I was like, mm. "Oh, I speak this language. I had no idea that I spoke." It was the weirdest thing. I hear you on that. I think that there. What was the deck that I felt that I felt like that about that recently came in? Oh, you know what? The deck that I that really really speaks to me the most is the um oh god what is it called use it all the time oh my god apparition literally blanking yeah apparition yeah that one i that one i get the most out of i um spirit speaking general i mean yeah she's unreal all of her i don't have mother peace i want to get that i don't have that one yeah it's fun it's the pretty much the only deck i read with for clients you know like it just I just get it. I think some of it for me is that it was created. I mean, it's a little bit controversial and problematic now because two white women created it. And it's a deck that's a lot about the history kind of, of, I guess, women through the lens of tarot, but it's um, indigenous cultures, African tribes, things like that. And they were illustrating it. So I, I tried to not use it for a while, you know, and then I just kind of felt like that was some performative social justice on my part. So I just kept using the deck. I don't know if that's me just defending myself being bad, but I just felt like it's probably for me in terms of my work, it's probably best for me to work with the deck that, um, speaks the most loudly and clearly to me than to not use it so that I can get white woman points on the internet. Obviously. I didn't know that that was a controversial deck. Yeah. A little, it, it, it was briefly called out for a while and Lindsay Mack made a big deal about like, they're not going to use it anymore. And some other people as well. And this is a couple years ago. And I know some people were a little like they sold out like when they did stuff, they licensed artwork to Dior. And I'm like, guess what? That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, guess what, y'all? Tarot is not particularly lucrative. So if Dior came knocking on my door and said, can we pay you a lot of money for your artwork? And it might cause a resurgence and in interest in your deck. I'd be like, uh, I can speak whenever. Well, this goes back to why you and I, I think you definitely are friends with more people. You are the first person I've been friends with that is a tarot reader. I've never had a friend that's a tarot reader ever and ever. And I don't really want to have any more of them. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that readers? She's not looking to hire more. Like yoga teachers. I also don't want friends who are yoga teachers, but Listen, all all kind of jokes aside, there's so much bullshit in reaching for, you know, this kind of these points, these brownie points all the time or centering themselves or the whole like spirit has led me here to Instagram (laughs) to tell you this message. 
And I'm just like, shut up. I'm sorry. I can't. And that's not a nice thing. I'm not saying that's a nice approach. But when I met you, I was so like, I can't believe I'm going to even ask this woman to read because I'm afraid to have this conversation. I think I was sweaty before. And then you were like drunk. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. But I... I wasn't. I drunk. just find I was in no. You were bed. hungover. Yes, you were hungover brutally. But I think you were still a little drunk. Now no, I know you. Because you're, cr- you're just crazy. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't because I just don't drink that much. <laughs> no, true. But uh, tarot. When I first started reading it, it'd been in my life for for so. I mean, since I can remember with my mom. But when I started reading it, unfortunately, a lot of the people that I came into contact with who were readers were so um, competitive, competitive. And I remember this woman who was a teacher in Mexico. She was from the States and she was a reader and she, uh, she kind of read tarot, not really. And she was a yoga teacher, but one of those like really self-righteous ones. Like, yes. Oh my God. Like so much about like just, alignment and I'm like that's great I'm so happy everybody's aligned but like can we just take it down a notch so anyway I I'm not nervous from humans usually and there's some there's something just about so many readers that I've come into contact with that they're like all up in your shit about how you read and who you read for and what do you know and blah 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 and I'm like I don't this is so boring I don't want to talk about this but also like unless you are in a session with me what could I possibly tell you about readings with me that would like satisfy this weird urge you have to figure me out or put me in a box. Like it's so bizarre. You'll never know because you'll, I'll never, I'll likely never give you a reading. So like (laughs) I read, you read, that's all you need to know. When I first met Nina, if I asked her questions about it, she would be like, if I was like, do you do blah or blah? And she was like, sometimes, you know? And I was like, (laughs) Okay. Uh, interesting. Wait, what? Wait, what do you mean? Was and, I weird? Yeah, you were weird. And and I was like, this is weird. Like for a split second. I mean, totally. I get that. I am weird about it. Yeah, I mean, well you're like I mean, I'm obviously a deeply weird person and I am my my brother has a new girlfriend and she's like you're really weird and your family's really weird and he's <laughs> like yeah like i don't think you're weird <laughs> and well i think in some ways it's just like i'm like kind of what you see is what you get in a lot of ways and i think people find that weird you're yeah, weird i think is more undercover <laughs> Oh my God. You think it is. I, yeah, I think people don't know I'm weird because I'm like, I got that resting bitch face. Well, you know exactly. what I mean? They misread it where I'm like, oh, yeah. you're a little bit weird. I'm seeing it. Some people fall for the ice maiden shit. Not me. I see you're weird. <laughs> totally. You know? Totally. And I was, at first, I was like, because there is so much competitive stuff with tarot at first, I was like, I didn't get this vibe at all with you that, like, I didn't feel you were competitive with me at all, you know, but also you were in the position of power in the sense of you were hiring me. So why would you then compete with me? That would just be bizarre, you know? Right. And, and I was like, I'm not, there's something here. I'm not sure what it is. I'm, I'm not going to pay attention to it. Cause if I pay attention to that, then I'm not paying attention to what I'm here to do, you know? 
And then I, I eventually learned it was much more about like you not wanting to participate in the bullshit that is surrounding reading, you know, that you were like, it kind of to me like falls under sort of like your, I don't gossip stuff, you know, of just like, I don't participate in that, you know, like if you want to, if, if like the only way you're going to converse and connect is about like what deck you have or who you studied, whether I took the, or did it where I think like, you're like, I'm, I RSVP. No, you know, but I saw that when I, like once you got to know me a little bit better and you knew my, like my style of reading, you almost immediately shifted and you would either like we just started talking about it more and being like oh like that is such a like I think it's so annoying like I used to be better friends with this group of women and they're all really lovely people but there was this thing that used to happen often when we got together where I felt like a lot of them were overcompensating because they wanted tarot and magic and things like this you know, their witchiness to be in more of their day-to-day life. So our hangs would just become like dominated by it. And granted, sometimes there was moon circling, so it does invite it. (gasps) I know your nightmare, but they would be like, Oh my God, that like our server is so a knight of wands. And I would just be stop it. And I swear to God. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a little embarrassed for all of us. I'm a little embarrassed for us all. This is happening right now because it felt really forced. It felt really performative and it felt about something else, you know, and that is something which is so interesting because like, you know, tarot is this big mirror. Tarot's holding up a mirror. It's like interesting that it invites this element of like cosplay. And once you realize like, I'm a nerd, like I'm interested in a lot of stuff because I think, you know, we we just started to get to know each other better. And you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm taking this tarot class. And you're like, enjoy that, you know? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, literally, if you and I were in high school, I'd be like on my way out to smoke a cigarette. And you'd be like, I'll see you after, but I'm going to take this class first. I'd be like, fuck school. I'll see ya. Yeah, I'd be like, can you wait till I get out of class? Yeah. <laughs> I'll smoke totally. with you, but like, you know, um, oh my God, I got the belt just rang. And so, and I it was like funny when you started to like, I started to just realize you're guarded and you just started to realize I'm a nerd. And then like, that's when our tarot conversations and I think our like work conversations also just changed of like, oh, we approach a lot of this stuff the same way. Do you know what I think? Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say for people who don't know, like in terms of like this, the spirit thing, I think, I don't know if we've ever really like explained it. We've made fun of it, but we haven't. So a lot of people when they're learning tarot are taught channeling, which, you know, (laughs) Nina will make fun of it. I'll be like, I'm a channeler. And she's like, okay, fine. Channeling is something that is, I think, real, legit. However, thanks to social media, has become bonkers. And people are confusing channeling with maybe talking. Or insanity. True, 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 true. And so often when you're learning channeling, tarot, anything kind of of that, you're taught to to connect to something or to opening yourself up in some way. If, if that's your thinking of opening up, you know, your crown, 
opening up your mind, your body, you know, like whatever (laughs) to receive wisdom or be in conversation with your higher self. And people are like, I think people, I don't know when spirit entered the chat. Truthfully, I don't know when instead of like people will dance around like the divine God, Akasha crackers, things like that. And we'll just say spirit. And sometimes I think people are saying spirit as God. And sometimes people are saying spirit as the Holy Spirit. I don't know. But people started instead of saying like the cards or this is what's coming to me or whatever, started saying spirit and acting like spirit is is this puppet master unknown to us all i don't i don't know and there's well, a breed of practitioner person who loves to get on instagram and in sessions and be like spirit is telling me you know and we just nina and i have questions who is spirit are they really telling you that is it really a, a way you're are you hiding, you know, but that's kind of, I guess the, the history of spirit, like of or yeah. like where that comes from. The history from? of spirit. That's the history of spirit. <laughs> Fuck I, the Bible, y'all. And there, the there you have it. There you have it. And good night. I also channel, I would never say that out loud except for on this podcast because we're talking about it. But, and I would also, I don't speak to my clients like that or yeah. like in life. I think, I think the spirit thing is 80% about accountability. Mm. I think that especially the breed now that we have with these motherfuckers churning people out at like a rapid pace. And here's what I don't want to be, which I work on very, in a, like very diligently. I don't want to be the like salty tarot reader. And I'm not who's like, our only room for the oldies, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, Many people read tarot before I did. I don't want, I don't not want people to have opportunities. However, the way that we're training people, quote, training people uh, to be psychics and is concerning to me, obviously. And I've said that a million times. Yeah. And so like when people come, it's a huge red flag to me when people come into the conversation and they're not talking about themselves. Like every time I'm in session, I'm there, obviously, yes. fully present the whole time. Do I understand what I'm saying all the time? Absolutely not. But am I filtering it also at the same time? So I'm not just like speaking in tongues? Yes, also. Because what happens before is my personal practice is to to protect my energy, to call in whoever is helping me and whoever's helping them. And then let the rest unfold. And it's very much like a, a collaborative process with the person I'm reading for. But the whole spirit thing just really, really irks me because I think it's so much about passing the baton or passing just the the accountability to something that you can't actually, that no one knows what that is really, truly nobody, right? So yeah. you can say something really harmful to somebody and then be like, well, that's just what spirit said. You don't have to like it. You know, it's like, that's the spirit message. And this happened with Anna and I, where this woman I was friends with, friendly with, I was really just a good friend to her. But anyway, (laughs) 
she, on my birthday, she like forced a reading on me a couple of years ago. And I was like, I don't want, I didn't want a reading. And I just, I felt really rude. And I should have just said like, no, no. But I tried to say no, like a couple of times. And she's like, let me come and give me a birthday reading. So she gives me this fucking stupid reading and I don't like it to begin with. And then she starts to manipulate it and tell me that Anna is like out for money. I'm like, Anna has way more money than I'll probably ever have, but okay, go do go on. And then called me after and followed up and said, spirit wanted me to tell you. And I just was like, this is why we have a huge problem in this world because I love tarot and it means so much to me. And it's my life in so many ways, but I'm so sick of people using it as a way to manipulate other people and to not say like, Hey, I'm actually really insecure about your friendship with this person. And it's making me feel weird and blah, blah, whatever other bullshit they need to say. Instead, they're trying to, whether they know it or not, use their spiritual practice to, to sort of like dismantle something. And that's what is really harmful and dangerous. And I dislike strongly. It's a relatively benign example of a really dangerous aspect Mm -hmm. of tarot. And most people, I think, aren't being actively manipulative. You know, like, I don't think they're like, you know what? I'm going to go terrorize this person on their birthday, you know? But that's kind of the problem with tarot is that if when you've picked up a deck you know like it's it's all fun and games until someone's listening to what you're saying you know and I think that a lot of people want to rush the process and whenever people like ask me about like when I first started reading or like you know it took me a while to like figure out my relationship with tarot in a strange way because it exploded my life. You know, like I was leading a completely different life and then decided to learn tarot on a whim. And then it like took over everything. It was like one of the most unreal things I've ever experienced in my life, which also really impressed upon me the power that it contained, you know, and not to be weird and be like, you know, it's powerful, but it is, you know, it is. seeing people, whether you're witnessing yourself or witnessing others is some of the most powerful work we can do. And people, I think when you, if, if, um, tarot is your medium, it feels pretty good. It feels like, I mean, I definitely, I mean, thankfully I had a pretty healthy ego, I think, when I went into tarot because I had a pretty successful career, which I think helped. You know, I wasn't really seeking something to make me feel special or heal insecurities or things like that. I'd kind of already done some of that work, I guess, in therapy, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I just came to it a bit differently. And when I first started learning tarot, I was 35. I didn't, I wasn't goth as a teenager. I missed it. I did dabble with a Ouija board, but I I never really, (laughs) I thought tarot was like, kind of like runes or something. And I was like, what am I going to go to the Renaissance fair next? I just like, didn't have any interest in it. And it was like, 
it clicked so much into place and I'd always been so, 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 so intuitive that it started to give me this like roadmap of like what to do with my intuition and things like that. But it was so interesting being in classes with people and like starting to meet people in the tarot community and stuff. And the people who I think struggled a bit with their objectivity and to not be dangerous were the ones that this was the first time I think that they had ever felt empowered in some way. That all of a sudden that power from like holding the deck and being the one with the information. I don't know. I think a lot of people don't know how to ground that, you know, and don't know how to like let that maybe run its course in a way that's like healthy because it's fair. Like a lot of people who I think have felt unseen and marginalized come to tarot and feel magic, you know, and that's intoxicating. I don't begrudge anybody that, but if you're using tarot as a way to be passive aggressive, like it's going to get you in the end. I really do. I don't think, think that will happen. I totally agree. I don't think a lot of people know what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't, I'm, I don't mean, yes, I think they know deep down, but I just think that they're not truly aware of the harm that they can cause. And humility is a huge part of reading, right? Because you, what, just because you are, you know, in charge of the session doesn't mean that you are in charge of the information. Like it, yes. it's coming, it, right? You yeah. have to treat that with like the utmost respect. It's not about us. No, it's not. And and Reiki has, you know, as much as I think the a lot of people who do Reiki are also fucking kooks. But anyway, mm-hmm. Reiki brought so much to me too as far as tarot because it's the whole idea of Reiki obviously is that it's an energy that you know you're just purely channeling and it has nothing to do with you so you might see some wild shit in the session right yeah but it's not like oh I am this all-powerful you know person and it's not to take away our own power because I think it's important to feel good about what you do and confident in holding space that we have to be those things and give that to ourselves. But to then take that on and have this kind of God complex, which I think a lot of people are now struggling with this idea of like, Ooh, I can play God. Like I can cast spells and I can, you know, make this person this way. And again, even if it's not in the forefront of their mind, I think that's what's happening to a lot of people. And that's concerning to me, obviously, but yeah, there's also so much, there's also so much about tarot that like is incredibly positive. I do want to talk about how many people fear it Mm. because Kate, who I'm just calling you out. Sorry, Kate, usually just say a friend, but Kate, um, and I had a conversation the other day. It was so funny. She, or it was a couple months ago. She was asking about advice or something. And she was like, or maybe I'll just book a session, but I don't want tarot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, uh okay but she said that the site that the how to be human site is actually helping her get into it good you love to hear it i for whatever reason i'm curious if this happens to you i get tons of clients people and uh, events and things 
who I'm their very first reading. Oh, I'd say 99% of people that come to me, I'm their first reading. Interesting. Which I was surprised by, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I had, I mean, I guess when I, I mean, like I never saw myself being a tarot reader. So I certainly didn't think about who my clientele was going to be, you know, I didn't get that far, but I think because like tarot felt so familiar to me because of art, art, art history. And I think honestly, Catholicism, like in terms of, you know, being really conditioned to see imagery as a prompt or as a messenger, you know, like there was nothing scary or threatening to me about it. I honestly don't really know what people are afraid of. You know, I'm and I challenge people about it and I'm like, what what do you think will happen? Do you think the devil is going to appear like Beelzebub is going to be like, finally, Kate, you got a reading and now I can come for your soul. Like, it's, you know, because that was the portal. <laughs> finally, she took the bait. Um, and so, I mean, no, themselves. Ex- well, exactly. And I'm like, if you're afraid of yourself or what you're going to learn like I do tell people in regards to tarot like don't ask questions you have very specific answers in mind for you know like yeah you will get your feelings hurt and one of the one time I have a pretty like good I think success rate like I've only had a few people be mad and the woman who was mad also still tried to book again and I was like uh do you not remember last time I haven't forgotten it (laughs) it's amazing god wildness but one of the unhappiest uh women uh or the the unhappiest woman I ever read for was at my friend Bakara's store which now um she's given up the brick and mortar but everyday magic still um lives on i on on the web but when i she was one of the first people i texted when i was like i'm leaving tv i'm gonna be a reader full time and she was like amazing come down to everyday magic and read one weekend and was hugely supportive and she continues to be a very wonderful supportive friend and this woman was one of my people that weekend and was like wanted to know about an ex-boyfriend and the ex is already kind of swirling around. And I mean, do I have to tell you, like, the outlook didn't look good? You know, <laughs> like, it didn't look good. <laughs> She's Brother. mad, big mad, no. you know. And I, on, it didn't surprise me. I mean, and I liked, you know, I want to do a good job and I don't want anyone to leave a reading upset. But, like, she was mad, you know, like. I don't I was I don't remember the specifics but it just wasn't good you know it was just kind of like eh, keep an eye out I don't know if it's going to last you know like it didn't it wasn't positive or or it wasn't whatever she wanted it to be it was not that I'll put it that way and she was complaining to Bakara and Bakara was like we stand behind all of our readers she was like sorry to hear it but you know like or whatever and then her friend saw me as well and was like really blown away and I was like that has to be a really interesting car ride home you know <laughs> like but Oof. so much of it was like you know I think so much of that fear is that I don't know like if you want to stay in delusion just like let yourself stay in delusion you know like if you want it to work out with your ex then just think it's gonna work out with your ex like don't get the reading 
don't get a reading. And also don't blame tarot. Like it's not, it's not the tarot's fault. And I, I've, the only time I had a woman who was like really pissed was when the, it was this Italian woman, funny enough, at, on a retreat and she pulled the devil and she was so pissed. And she also was pissed that I wasn't in her, in her, um, words, a guru. And I oh, was man. like, oh yeah. But I was like, that's where it shows up as the mirror of like, whatever it is that you don't want to know about yourself or you don't want to admit to yourself, like it is going to come up. Yes. That is what it's not like, it's this horrible, you know, hour of just like, we're just like throwing things at you and then this and then this shit and then more of this shit. It's like, but you are going to face things that are uncomfortable, that are shadowy, that are, sad who knows you know you don't know and I think a lot of people just really don't want to be confronted by themselves and I understand that but I I also something that I'm grateful for in some ways that I also think is really kind of shitty in other ways is that like in New York as you know it's a we have to state on our sites that it's for entertainment purposes only yeah you do that right uh, I have some language. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have entertainment purposes, but I, I have whatever it is we need. You know, who got that, got those laws changed, especially in the state of California. Miss mm. Cleo. Who? Miss Cleo. Yeah. Oh my that, God, that's so funny. Yeah. That, uh, she won some landmark, uh, lawsuit so that like the the one nine hundred, you know, the psychic hotlines could exist. Miss Cleo was a boss on multiple levels. Was she a psychic? Wow. Who could say? You know, but she Who knew how to say? like she knew how to pull it off. So maybe. But I don't like that it's dismissed in that yes. it's not just for entertainment at at all. It's like free speaking from my experience and what I've seen in you know my clients lives like it's a very powerful tool and mm-hmm. if you respect it and you respect this time and your and the what's illuminated so much can shift f- for you in a session like so much which is why the way you read you know you won't, you read for people what once every couple months depends you know, I've got people I see maybe once a month and then I've got people I maybe see once a year, you know, it, yeah, they're all different, I would say. So it's, but you I'm know, not like you, you can, I'm not like yeah. you. <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> I think that's good that we're I didn't mean it that way, but you know, you see, I'm not you like a, you. I'm not like you. Uh, you have a, you know, you have a regular, uh, you, people have regular sessions with you. Yeah. So yeah, they can do you know, and longer ongoing work with you, and tarot. yeah, and I and part of that is really because I mean it it just happened that way, but now I realize like whenever I do a one off reading, it just feels incomplete to me, just for my practice, and that's not true for even close to everyone, but for me, it feels really nice to see it evolve and something you said, you know, months ago, I don't even know if it was on the podcast or not, but it's really hard when you first start reading, not to fire hose people with information. 
and be like, so it's nice to, I find to like really get into something and allow people to kind of, um, digest what we're talking about before leading into something else. And that's why I like working that way. But what is the most interesting or painful or happy thing you've ever come to know through tarot? Mm. That is a very good question. Honestly, I think when I first started working with it, it was learning how unhappy I was. Like, I think I I knew I wasn't happy. <laughs> uh, like, I knew I was, but I think I thought it was much more surface level, perhaps. And I think, I mean, Tarot did such a deep excavation on me. And I think also... It really, the biggest thing Tarot taught me was it's okay to disappoint people. When you start reading for people, which sounds weird, you know, but when you start reading for people, you have to really be grounded and centered in like, it's, it's not a, about what they want. You know, like when I'm reading for someone, there's nobody who's ever been more important to me than the person that I'm reading for in that moment. You know, like I am trying to be in such a bubble of love and compassion. And and like you you said before, like it's it's not for us to really interpret like, you know, we interpret the cards, but we also whatever comes through, we relay, you know, like it's not for me to really decide that stuff, you know, but you know, like when someone's looking for love and all the cards you pull are like, you know, fo- focus on your work, you know, like it sucks to relay that to somebody, you know, and it's been yeah. a real process for me. Like Tarot's taught me so much about, I think, people pleasing and disappointment and compassion and like how to not like bright side it with someone and be like, listen, like this this is a snapshot in this moment. It's not forever. You know, like it's just, I don't even know how to really articulate what it's taught me, but I think it's taught me like kind of the most about people, human nature. You know, I started talking to my therapist all the time about like patterns and things I was seeing with clients and being like, is that just a people thing? Is that a universal thing? You know, like, and that's when I thought after reading for, I don't know, like seven years or so. No, because that would, uh, five years. I was like, maybe I want to be a therapist because similarly to how you feel of like this session didn't feel complete. I was like, whoa, if we can cover this much ground in an hour, like what could we do every week in an hour, you know, and stuff. And I, because I think that that was there's something about you know like it come, kind of coming back to that fear people have around have around tarot like I don't think a reading's ever going to tell you something you you don't know you know like on some level somewhere but it, it might 
couch it or put it in this way so that you finally hear it. And tarot's ability, if you, you know, like most of us, when someone says, I want to talk to you are, are like, you know, that, that makes us want to like barf, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in trouble or like bad news is coming. And tarot feels like, I think if you're not familiar with it or you've only had a reading here or there, it feels like this version of like, I want to talk to you. And when you really are in connection with the cards and like you realize it's, it's not, that's not what it is. It's like having, a conversation with the best friend and they're kind of like yeah you know like sure you can maybe be a little fiery but have you thought of maybe looking at this or like you can bring this into the you know like it it shows you so much of what are the stories and narratives going on in your head whatever you project onto the cards which is one reason I do like the meanings I think a pet peeve for, for me is when people are like, I'm a tarot reader. And you're like, cool. And they're like, what's your favorite card? And you're like, I don't know. How could I choose? What's yours? And they're like, I just sort of like make them up. It's like, no. well, then that's not tarot. Like, no. No. it drives no. me crazy. You cannot make them up. Don't go rogue. Then yes. you're doing something else. That like- makes me crazy. It's a system for a reason. Yes, of course. And I know that I can be pedantic about it or I'll be like, that's not what that card means. And that's been a, a, that's been a growth process for myself of opening up because it's like, if you're, if you can remove the competitive element out of it, you can like learn a lot and you can learn a lot from listening to other readers and hearing the words they use. I forget what card it was. I think it was the King of Swords that you gave me this like whole other different way to think about it. And it's like, was I thinking of it wrong and Nina was thinking of it right? No. no. It's like, that's the benefit of all these different people reading tarot. But there's this difference between picking up a deck and then next the next week, like launching your site as a reader and everyone has something to contribute to the conversation that is tarot, you know, it gets Uh, a little lost, but I think the biggest thing to answer your question, I think the biggest thing it showed me, me, I guess was projection. I think, because I also learned a lot. I remember this one reading that went off the rails and in hindsight, I think the person probably had trauma and I don't think I was reading at that point in a trauma sensitive way. I just like didn't yeah. know to, I mean, you know, and she got super triggered and I was like, what is happening? You know? And I was like, and I was very hung up on like, you know, I remember reaching out to a friend who was a reader and was like, Hey, I just want to like get your take on this. Like I had a client, like I was trying to do due diligence, not like gossip about my client, but I was like, this is my take on this reading. What do you, what do you think it is? You know, and the other person agreed with me and I was like, okay, so I wasn't off base, you know, like I was trying to kind of do my due diligence and make sure like I hadn't been wrong, you know, or like I wasn't, you know, I was just trying to figure out what had happened to be honest. And, and I was like, oh, I, I, I hit something and ended up like speaking to the client later. And it was like one specific word. And it was a word that, you know, her family who she was estranged from, like, it was a very charged word. And 
that, you know, like I learned a lot about that with tarot as well. Like, even if like, I don't care about that word. Like, like, um, I find the word intense, for example, can be very triggering for people. If you tell people like there's an intensity, like to your energy or there's an intensity to your blah, blah, blah. They're like, are you saying I'm intense? Am I intense? And it's like, I mean, Uh, yes. Yeah. Like sometimes like, and, you know, but clearly they have a negative connotation with that, you know? And I think for me, the, the the real challenge was, how do I like see all of this? How do I witness all this and stay in my own energy and not try to people please, I think, and try to like be a business owner. It was like this perfect sort of training ground for me to work on stuff I needed to do anyway, you know? So, but I was like, oh, how, what an amazing way for me to get this like on job training for myself Oh God, it's the worst. Like, it's the worst, but it's the best, but it's so necessary. What about for you? Oof. Certainly boundaries. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I used to read, and we've talked about this in a way that was like, just so my energy was just so, 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 so open that I would leave with them and it was not good. And so I quickly realized that I had to, you know, have a, have a real system. And obviously I resist systems and structures a lot, but as far as my work goes, I think I'm like super anal about how I do things because I know that that's how I protect myself and that's how I protect the person I'm working with. So I've said this here before, like I had, I was calling in a lot of people, which really made me look at myself, uh, you know, that were putting me in like their, their mommy role and they wanted me to love them and they wanted me to approve of them. And I was just like, this is not what this is. Right. Like, and I would have a couple of them like say, I love you. I had one client who got really mad at me because she didn't get an email that I sent about a website that she made. And she like, like it took too long. Like, even though I sent the email, she didn't get it. And she was like, it took, you know, it took too long for her to receive it or whatever, whatever it was really about. She got like really upset. And, and I just was like, I had to make sure that I was being very compassionate, but also direct in like, this, this is not what we're going to do. We, we, we can't do that. And it's not appropriate to do that. And it's not helpful to do that for either of us. So let's kind of cut to the meat of it, which is, you know, clearly some things, some boundaries have been crossed and, you know, that's, it's not good. Boundaries for sure. I'd say less people pleasing and more rescuing stuff for me of like, it's Mm. not, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not here to, because I've had so much like wounded bird stuff in my life and people and that I really want to help. And I want to be, you know, I want to see them through this thing and whether that's friends or family or blah, blah, blah. And I just can't take that into my work. And I, Tarot has really taught me to, you know, like tarot is the, the middleman and I love that. And I, 
think it's so necessary. And I also thought about being a therapist for a while and realized that I hate school. And also I don't want to do like a clinical kind of thing, even though I, you know, you can make it your own to some degree, but I just was like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. What else has it for me personally? It's been, um, I think it's taught me a lot about freedom and also how interpretation, right? Obviously, but like, I would get so um, reactive when I used to read for myself back in the day. And I would be like super high or super low, right? Depending on the reading instead of allowing it to really for me to see the whole thing and to witness the reading in a, in a full way, I would just go to the worst case scenario or the best case scenario. And I would kind of like block out the rest of it for myself, not for other people. And I actually don't read for myself anymore, like very rarely, maybe once every couple of months. But I just, it, it got to, it, it was like obsessive and it was also not helpful. So, you know, I, I think it's really important to have people you trust who are outside of yourself delivering this kind of information. And there's stuff that I can absolutely, you know, take from my readings, but it's always nice to have somebody say things to me. And I, I feel like it's just, um, another way to learn about yourself through someone else's eyes. That's always impactful for me too. I mean, I think tarot taught me a lot about like confidence in a way, like this deeper confidence of like everything is open to interpretation. Like there is no right or wrong, you know, like there's like kind of like only what you do with it, you know? And um, yeah. like Rachel Pollock talks a lot about that in 78 degrees of wisdom that like kind of very few things are inherently good or bad. It's like, it, it's all about context. And I think that, most of us, you know, or a lot of people are running around kind of being like, am, am I being good or am I being bad? Am I, you know, like, and, and if you said that to them, that they would disagree. They would be like, no, I'm focused on this. It's like, yeah, but you're kind of living by this code of like, am I a good girl or a bad girl? You know, like you're, yeah. it's, it, and tarot, I think really challenges that you know and is like if you don't like the outcome or you don't like the information you have the information now to do something differently with Ooh, it well that's it the power you know yeah. and and feeling and choice and that mm-hmm. i feel like people come back you know often and there's a lot of frustration with my clients that they don't get it or they think they don't get it. I'm like, you absolutely get it. You're telling me, you, you know, everything you get everything I'm saying, but there often is a frustration that like, why don't I know to do like what's better for me? Or why don't I know how to like get out of the situation that I don't love to be in or choose better habits? And I'm like, have you ever heard of conditioning? Like it's a, it's a thing this just because you're now armed with this knowledge doesn't mean it's this quick 
little yeah. jaunt to enlightenment or whatever the fuck, you know, it, you, it's a process. And that's another thing that tarot has been hugely helpful for me in patience and process and like step by step and bit by bit. Like there's no way to know the cards fully, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can always I can always learn something about them whether it's like a little symbol or whatever that I haven't noticed before, some teacher saying something that, that hits me that I love too. It's just always a journey. And I really think that that's so um, important for our minds and our souls and all, you know, our bods to be in this constant, not state of trying to find the answers, but to be open to new perspectives. Yeah. Because tarot, where it works the best is objectivity, you know? So it is hard to be objective about yourself or your own life. Like, it, I don't know why we all forget this and then all have to re-remember it. Like, we all have that moment. I mean, Nina will say something and be like, well, I think people like, you know, misunderstand this about you. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that's a brilliant insight. Thank you. Like, why didn't I think of that? And it's like, well, because I'm in it, you know? Yeah. And I think tarot is helpful to be kind of like, hi, I'm going to point out this thing that your brain is forgetting, you know, or like. Yeah. It, and no judgment. Exactly. Like there isn't there. There isn't. But I think like. A lot of us, you know, like with any with any narrative that isn't serving us, like we're always caught in that push pull of do we seek to challenge it or do we seek to confirm it? And tarot is like often a time where it's like, which way are you going to go? You know, like I, I don't. I don't, uh, this probably hasn't happened to you because you would have nipped it in the bud immediately. But I've had several friends decide to learn tarot and then decide to text me zero. a lot about I've it. I've had zero friends learn to tarot. Yeah. Clients who then were like now charging double what I charge. Oh, well, after I've like had that the a first, after like the first month. I've had that a little bit with students, but not so much. Well, it's funny because like, you know, they're all making websites like week two of the mentorship. And I'm like, it's not all fun and games, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a grind like anything else. But, um, where they're like, I, I, I pulled the five of pentacles today and I, I have to take my cat to the vet. Does that mean it's going to be really expensive? I'm scared. I'm scared. And I'm like, I think you're looking for a reason to be scared. You know, like you can just, be I scared. would never allow that to happen. <laughs> I liked that. I could hear you're like, like you, you, like you were not just gasping, but you were also <clears throat> gathering enough ox oxygen to really punctuate <gasps> your never because you never, um, ever. And I want to say, like, I'm not just trying to like talk shit for the sake of it. That is absolutely not what tarot is about. Tarot is not about, I think, making us feel disempowered or fearful no. or a loss of agency. And also, I don't think tarot is inherently predictive. I think that comes down to who is reading for you. Say 150,000 million trillion percent. The only question that I ask that is, you know, future oriented is like about moving forward. It's never totally. 
that's it. Like, Same. it's not like, so again, perhaps, of course, there are people that can, who are psychics who could be predictive, but I definitely do not believe that that, that tarot is that inherently. Absolutely. Yeah. I make the distinction with people where I'll be like, Hey, this is just me or like what's coming to me. I think this is how this is going to play out. But the cards are saying, da, 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 you know, like I, I let people know like, which is me, which is the cards. So as we wrap up, because we're already at an hour, (laughs) which I'm, it, I don't, it feels like we've also been talking about this for four hours. I'm confused about time right now. Same. If someone wanted to learn tarot, where, where would you tell them to begin? You know, it's interesting. You and I are obviously very different in, in our approaches to learning period, but <laughs> hugely. something <laughs> like hugely, hugely, yeah, hugely. Something I so respect about you though is your ability to find people and programs or, you know, classes that I think that are really great and, you know, in a lot of ways. And so I think I would do a lot of digging and research, but I would pick up a deck and look at it. And I would spend time with the imagery. I would read the book for sure. But at first, I would just sit with the images and not read for yourself or any of that. Just familiarize yourself with the art and the feeling, and that's it. And then maybe you start to lean into, like, is there someone that I like who is teaching something? Or is there someone I could reach out to who could teach me one-on-one or their books? Blah, 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 blah. But I would definitely get get a deck that speaks to you and it's just a feeling like that's how that's how they should come to you it's just being drawn to something and don't worry about what's popular I mean I've said this not on here obviously because we never talked about it but a lot of the modern decks and this is zero disrespect that are like really shiny and kind of abstract like I get nada from you know I think they're like cool a lot of times but I don't I can't read with those at all so yeah. you have to figure out what works for you. And if you do have a bunch of friends that are tarot readers, like maybe get some new friends, but also get like, don't worry about what they're reading. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I think do it's unhealthy not- to be in a circle of fucking like tarot readers all the time. I just do. I think it's probably really boring and really annoying. Uh, I mean, yeah. When it goes in that direction, it definitely can be. Women don't need more things to compete about. They really don't. Exactly. We don't need more ways to compare ourselves. Um, or to feel bad, like, oh, I didn't know that about the Knight of Swords. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's you just, know, like a hundred. Just walk outside. Like, That's all you yeah. need to do. You don't need it with your friends um, and in your social circles. <laughs> I just want to say, you can, like, to Nina's point. You can buy your own deck. That is an old wives' tale um, that you have to be gifted your your first deck. And uh, historians believe it is a form of ancient gatekeeping. So good to know that people have always been on their bullshit. (laughs) So (laughs) if you've been waiting or your your besties are not taking the hint when you keep being like, I really love tarot. (laughs) Uh, Wish someone would. 
God. Yeah, go buy yourself a deck. And I do think, to Nina's point, like, the started at the beginning of like the most important thing is you connect with your deck. So if you can go somewhere in person or I think it's eclectic tarot, A-C-L-E-T-I-C. I don't know if I spelled that right. You can see tons of decks. They do unwrappings, uh, you know, like you can see all the artwork. So you could maybe get it if you can't go see decks in person like you know in new york a place that you can go is namaste bookstore that's on 14th uh between fifth and sixth they have a huge selection you know so ideally you can go because they're not cheap you know i would say most decks range from 20 to i mean the sky's the limit to be honest but most i would say 20 to 60 bucks so it's like not the cheapest thing so if you can see them in person you know you really do want to feel like you would with any object that you know like you want to feel i think chemistry with it like you want to be drawn to your deck you want to be like ooh, this i i i want to get reading with you I don't know I why all of a sudden we're like seducing our deck, but we're going to be sexual deck, <laughs> but you want to feel, yeah, you want to feel horny for your deck. No, you want to feel excited by, it and like you are in communication, inspired, safe. Yes. Yeah. All those things. Yes. Totally, totally, yes. totally. And like you're some, with a friend. Yes. You want some kind of something to be flowing yeah you know if it feels like it's silent that's maybe not the deck for you or one you get just because you want such a bummer it's such a bummer i have so many decks that i just say i get i'm like oh yay yay and i get it in the mail and then i'm like womp womp oh well it's beautiful but i know sit here Ugh. just gonna sit here but the ones that do speak to you you're like jesus (laughs) like never knew so they're loud they are very loud. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on the tarot journey with us, y'all. Yeah. You know? And not to button it with a plug for ourselves, but I feel like we would be no. on, annoyed. But obviously we, I mean, what we've been we doing tarot. on the... <laughs> Well, we we read tarot. Well, one, we read tarot. If you want tarot readings with us, you can absolutely do that. We have our own websites. And then also what we've been trying to do is approach tarot education on the howtobehumanpod.com website with our members in a kind of chiller, no pressure way and trying to remove some of that like kind of competition and psychic off by just introducing the different cards we're in the we're I guess by August we should be through the majors and then figure out the minors but we do give a lot of tarot education behind closed doors so if you want more but a chill do you have it yes we do we have tarot education and readings members only readings with Anna every month Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 